Amen. Are you ready for the word of the Lord today? Philippians chapter 3, verse number 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were there already perfect. But I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count myself not to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Say this with me now. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. By the help of the Lord this morning, I'm going to preach an Easter message titled, From Victim to Victor. Lord, we need your help this morning to preach what you've laid upon my heart. I pray now, Lord, for the heart of every person, for the mind of every person in this room today to receive the word of the Lord. Anoint my mind and my lips and my voice this morning to speak what you have laid upon my spirit now in Jesus' name. Let everyone say amen. God bless you. You can be seated today. Perhaps one of the keys to winning the war within is to take responsibility for the fight that we are in. The culture that we live in cultivates people that are not responsible for anything. It seems like code words like it's not my fault is heard far too often. Nothing is ever our fault, of course, and if we wait long enough, someone will eventually do everything for us. It'll all be handed to us and given to us, and it should be because by all means understand that we are all just victims. We're becoming a society, I'm afraid, of irresponsibility. We love to blame others for the things that we have done. We always find a reason. It doesn't even matter if it's in the Word of God anymore. Many Christians even decide that regardless of what the Bible says, I'm going to do exactly what I want because by all means, I'm a victim and I do not have to live according to the standard of the Word of God, which was made for perfect people. We love to blame others for the things that we have done. Current trends, it seems, are to blame somebody else for everything. We blame government. We blame the system. We blame heredity. We blame our parents. I'm sure none of you are guilty of ever blaming your spouse. We all blame the devil. By all means, he made us do it, right? And some of us even dare to blame God. Virtually nothing is ever our fault. We claim to be the victims in this tragedy of life that we never really ask for. This is the victim mentality that our culture tends to impose upon all of us. We are all victims in this one big tragedy called life. 
But I come this morning to remind us that we must reject this mentality if we're ever going to win or even accomplish anything in life. We need to develop the mentality that if it is to be, it's up to me. That means that ultimately the buck stops here. I can't blame God nor anyone else. I have to take responsibility for my own actions. I don't act the way I act because I got up on the wrong side of the bed. The devil really didn't make me do it. If I have a bad attitude, I have no excuse. It's me with a bad attitude. The victim mentality says, I can't help it. There's nothing that I can do. It just happens. Life jumps up, slaps me in the face, and makes me do it. Well... Can I tell you that life jumps up and slaps all of us in the face? But we are still in charge of our actions and our attitudes. The victim mentality is a slaved mentality. It, it says my life forced me into the situation that I'm in and I have lost control. And now I am forced into every reaction. To get out of this victim mentality, people have to make radical changes. The world needs to make some radical changes. We have to make some radical changes to our thinking and our behavior. Because if you only change your behavior, it'll only last for a day or two. And we'll go right back into it again. But if we ever can change our mentality, if we can change our thinking, we can then change our actions and everything in the world around us will begin to change. The problem with believers with a victim mentality is that we have been raised to life as they sang about it this morning but we're still bound in our burial clothes of a defeated mentality. Can I remind you this morning that when God saved you He didn't just come to save your soul. But he also came to save your mind. Not everything that happens in life is your fault. I agree. But not everything that happens in your life causes you to be a victim. Something happens. Some things happen because of bad decisions, poor choices, bad thinking. Lack of self-control, untamed tongues, undisciplined actions. 
But I want to remind you today that your life will become the total harvest of your thoughts. That's why I believe the scripture says that when things are good and pleasant and filled with love and faith and comfort, that those are the things we should rest our minds upon. Change your mind, change your actions. Change your mind, change your life. Change your mind, change your future. John chapter 3 gives us some very strong words. But I got before I, I, I mentioned John chapter 3, perhaps I need to mention that I believe the reason that some people struggle with scriptures that talk about overcoming things that happen to us in life instead of us becoming the victim, we become the victor. But the only, the difference is, is that some people struggle with the scriptures because they have become convinced that the scriptures are either too radical to be real or they simply don't work for our situation because we are an exception to the rule. Look at your neighbor and tell them you're not an exception. It happens to all of us. I didn't say this, but the Bible says it. John chapter 3 says, In the world you have tribulations and trials and distresses and frustrations, but be of good cheer. Take courage, in other words. Be confident, in other words. For Jesus says, I have overcome the world. Can I preach to you a minute what that's talking about? He went through everything that you and I go through. He was tempted in all points like as we are. He was nailed to a tree, buried it, but on the third day, he overcame that too. Anything that can happen to you, he's already overcome it. That's why he said, be of good courage, be of good cheer. I have already overcome it. You can overcome it too. Don't subscribe to the I'm a victim mentality. Rise up from your defeat and declare by the help of the Lord, I will overcome this because Jesus overcome the world. Maybe that's why 1 John chapter 4 says, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Mm. That doesn't sound like a victim to me. Greater is he that is in me. Victims are defeated. The people of God aren't supposed to be defeated. Greater is he that's in me. He overcame the world. Greater is he that is in me than anything the world can throw at me. The world throws things at us all the time, but greater is he that is in me. He overcame the world so that we can overcome. Now, does this mean that all believers are entitled to a life of perpetual winning with no frustrations and no failures? 
That's only preachers. Absolutely not. It rains on the just and on the unjust. Just because we're believers doesn't mean that we're going to win the publisher's clearinghouse. Nor ever face sickness or trials or tragedy. But just because we are saved, sanctified, and set free doesn't mean that we have to walk around with our chin dragging the ground declaring the world is against me and I can't make it hardly getting through today. Resist the temptation to become a victim and declare the word of the Lord by faith I will overcome this because he overcome. There's a character in the Bible, his name is Joseph. Probably nobody in Scripture, and sometimes when we read this, we fail to see the mentality because he's got a lot of great victories and a lot of incredible things happen. But Joseph's thoughts became very similar to the, to the typical victim. He had the I'm a victim mentality. For over 20 years, he agreed to play the part of a victim. He was trapped. His, his wheels of life condemned to running in the ruts of Laban's tracks with only limited influence over the direction of his life. His father-in-law is telling him exactly how he's supposed to live. Ain't nobody got time for that. He moved into the, I deserve sympathy. For many years he experienced the injustice which violated his right to marry the person that he desired. Or to even make a fair living for his family. In his eyes, he deserved sympathy. I would say so too. He worked seven years for one woman and got given the other sister. Then he had to take them both. After seven years, if he wasn't smart enough to know one was enough. Now he feels like he has a right to blame others. Is anybody hearing me this morning? Jacob complains to his wives. I've worked hard for your father, but he's cheated me. He changed my wages ten times. Joseph blamed Laban, but what, he, what, what Jacob failed to understand also was that he was passively accepting the demands of a bully in his life. Now comes the big right hook that is a clear sign of a victim mentality. I am not responsible until now he fails to take responsibility for his own actions his paranoia that Laban is the source of all of his failure and is a form of negativity that has kept him focused on his problems 
You ever run into people and the first thing they want to do is just start dumping all their problems on you? Hi, how are you today too? In the end, we really see that honestly he's become a victim of choice. He couldn't help what's happened to him, but he could have helped how he handled it and how he responded to it. Laban had wronged him in all kinds of ways. And of course, Jacob can recall them all in detail to his wife. It's like his wives are hearing this as the tape runs over and over in his head for years. Am I just preaching to me? The tape of what has happened to him runs over and over. It's like on instant replay. Over and over again. He lays his head down at night and it's running over and over again of what's wrong. Throughout the day, every time his mind wanders, it wanders back to everything that's happened to him. The tape is running over and over. It is part of the soundtrack of being a victim. Hey Jacob, it's not always someone else's fault. Jacob said, it's Esau. Or it was his father. And now it's Laban's or Laban's sons. Or it's even his wives. Everywhere he turns, something goes wrong And there always seems to be somebody else to blame. Then he takes the next step of all victims. He looks for somebody to join him in his misery. He plays the martyr. Misery loves company, they say. And now his wives start to play the game of the victim with him. Now the real question arises. Will Jacob continue to engineer opportunities and attitudes in his life to ensure that he will remain the victim? Or will he look for a way out of the mess he is in? There is the difference. Many of you under the sound of my voice this morning cannot help the things that have happened to you. But either you can follow the pattern of a victim and you can take all the steps into your dungeon of defeat or either you can look for a plan and a route to get out of your situation. I feel like in the Holy Ghost today that Jesus wants to break the victim mentality in somebody's mind this morning. He wants to break the victim mentality in somebody's spirit this morning. You don't need to walk out of here a victim to life and circumstances. You need to walk out of here this morning and declare, I can overcome it because He overcame it. He overcame the world so I can overcome the world. Therefore, I want to become a partaker in the resurrection. At the resurrection, 
Jesus literally broke the curse of the victim mentality. It is a curse in your life if you are living with a victim mentality. That curse will pass on to generations after you. That curse is a generational curse. You will pass it to your kids and they will pass it to theirs until somebody stands up and declares, I refuse to live as a victim. A lot of victims are victims because they love the attention that being a victim causes. But I declare to you this morning that if you really want a life change, you've got to rise up from your defeated mentality and declare Jesus came to break the yoke of the victim mentality in my life. And at the resurrection, Jesus broke the curse of a victim mentality. He was bruised. He was wounded. He went through all sorts of things so that you and I don't have to live as a victim. But we can get up from it. How did he do that? Because when Jesus went through it, And they knocked him down. He refused to stay down. But on the third day. See it's not always easy to get up the day after it happens. But the third day is going to come in your life. I've had people ask me over and over again, Pastor, how long will it take for me to overcome this? I've lost a loved one. I've, had, I've gone through tragedy. I've had, I've had this happen. How long do you think it'll be before that I'm back to normal? I don't know how long it's going to be, but the longer you stay in it, the easier it is to stay in it. And the quicker you get up from it, the quicker that you're going to overcome it and put it behind you. No, it may not be the first day. It may not be the day after. And it may not even be the second day. But a third day is coming. A resurrection day is coming. Could this Easter Sunday, oh, I feel the help of the Lord this morning. Could this Easter Sunday morning be the resurrection day for you when you get back up from the things that have knocked you down and have left you out and have put you under and have tried to take you out? Would somebody this morning say today, I'm going to get up from defeat. I'll get up from it. I will refuse to live as the victim. I will be victorious by the help of the Lord Jesus was wounded but he got back up Jesus was tempted but he got back up Jesus was chastised but he got back up Jesus was cursed but he got back up Jesus was beaten but he got back up He was wounded in the house of his friends, but he got back up from it. They tied him to a tree, but he got back up from it. They pierced him in his side, but he got back up from it. They buried him, but on the third day, he got back up. Jesus, the victim, became the victor. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I invite you to stand with me this morning. 
If it were possible to land a 747 in at the metropolis of the Frankfurt airport, we could shuttle over very quickly. We could all get on that jetliner. And we could go to Singapore. All of us could go. We could all go together. Whole crew could fit in one jet. We could get on the 747, go to Singapore, and I could take you to the Temple of the Tooth, which is where the relic tooth of Buddha is said to be housed. They built a temple to house a tooth. You see, when Buddha died, he stayed that way. And we could get on the same plane and we could go to Saudi Arabia. And when we get there, I could take you to the Green Dome. And we could look at the remains of the so-called prophet, Mohammed. Because when he died, he stayed that way. And then we could get on the same plane. And we could go to Israel. And I could take you to the tomb where the Romans laid Jesus. But when we walk inside, you aren't going to see anybody there. Or anything in the tomb. Because there's nothing there but an empty tomb. Because when Jesus died, he refused to stay that way. When he resurrected, he still had the scars. But he wasn't still bleeding from his side. Every victim in this room, what you've been through is real. But God wants to resurrect you on this Sunday morning. He wants you to get back up from what you have been through. You may take the scars with you. But I want you to know this morning, by the faith I have in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can live a new, you can live a resurrected life. There is power. Power in the name of Jesus to overcome. You the victim can become the victim. You the victim can become the victor. Why don't you lift your hands toward heaven right now? And why don't you begin to call on the name that is above every name. Call on the name of Jesus for there's no other name. There's healing and deliverance and power. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes. The power of the cross is in the blood of Christ. Give it for us all. The spotless sacrifice. We are now redeemed. Ransom with his life. We have now received by grace the greatest gift of love.
This morning, our student pastor, Brother Brandon Newcomer, and my wife are both coming forward this morning to pray with you. If there's somebody in the room today and you would like special prayer this morning, you would like somebody to pray with you, I welcome you to come forward this morning. If you have never repented of your sins, if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, if you've never received the wonderful gift of His Spirit, today is a good day. If you're living a life today and you're under the load of it, but you want to, you really want to live the life of victory that I've preached about this morning, come step out from where you are. Make your way to the front of this room. They're here to pray with you this morning. The church will pray with you this morning. We want you to be victorious. Regardless what your background is, regardless what you deal with, I want you to know today that God is on your side. God is on your side. All over the room, heads are bowed. All over the room now, 
No one's looking around. If you would like to step out, this would be a good opportunity. Nobody's watching you walk forward now if you would like to come. But I want to pray over every person in the room right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you give us courage. Lord, courage to make a step of faith. To stop walking in the way that we have been walking, but to walk in newness of life. To not walk the the walk of a victim, but to step out and walk in victory. I pray today, Lord, for every person, man, woman, boy, or girl in this room today, God, that you would give us the courage we need. Make the difference in our lives today. We honor you this morning. We will walk in newness of life. We refuse the path that we have been walking on. And we step out on faith today to walk a new life. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Lift up your voice and rejoice in the Lord.